This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs, as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. trying to stay safe from the coronavirus, Hunter, so I've worn 38 masks. What? Hold on, let's take a couple off. Hey, how many masks are you wearing? I'm wearing off. Let's take a couple of them off, you sound like Joe Biden trying to do a press conference. I'm wearing 38 masks. Are you alone in your house? Here, I'm going to take all of mine off. Okay. I'm alone in my house, so I'm going to take my mask off just for the sake of, of clarity. You okay. you take I'm yours go- off too. Ah. Ah. I'm in, I'm putting my dogs at <laughs> risk to talk to you, so I'm sorry to them. But <laughs> you might infect them with the Rona. Um, yeah. that's right, Carl Pulling audience. Please take a moment if you are in within the sound of my voice. Please gather up uh, anywhere between seventy and eighty. 100,000 masks and apply them to your face right now. It's uh, it's the only way to make sure that you're a wuss that's going to be completely rail- railroaded by the federal government. And uh, that's going to become important later in the episode. So uh, please, I- anything. In fact, uh, as Ben Shapiro put it, take a garbage bag and a rubber band, put the garbage bag over your head, put the rubber band doubled up around your neck, and you definitely won't die of corona. I think it's true. There's something to that. There's something to that. And the fact that Joe Biden has been silent on it, Hunter, well, it probably means that there's some words in it he can't pronounce. But still. <laughs> still, it's probably real. It begs the question. Yeah. It's it funny because question. Joe Biden sounded like he was wearing three or four masks back before it was cool. Like yeah. back in the Truven International Prisoner days. Right, international prison days. I remember those. Hey, I if, always have. If you're like Joe Biden and on. you can't pronounce words anyway, why would you get a press secretary with a mnemonically complicated name like Psaki? Yeah, yeah, that's not thinking very. That's putting the that's putting the chicken in before the horse there. Um, back well, to what the drawing board. Came on normal first, phrases. the card. <laughs> yeah, what came first? Um, the Pasaki, obviously. Yeah, uh, that's got to be. Can you imagine how those meetings start? Maybe. And by the way, I mean, uh, did you hear he was he was interviewing a, a nurse, a, a registered nurse this week, and he he you said, "You look like a freshman." <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, you. that sentence grabbed me by the p word. I don't know, like, what to do with myself. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had done that? Yeah, it'd be bad. I also heard that he continued to try and sniff the laptop, um, <laughs> which was really not that bad. But you did get a good look up the old schnoz, which is you know never nice on a sn- a Zoom call. No, so. no, I'd rather have a tube and probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, want, I wonder <laughs> if Joe Biden puts a wig on his laptop so that it feels more natural when he sniffs it. You know? Because yeah. he's big into hair. Sniffing the yeah, hair. Like he sits down to have a nice steak and uh, potatoes, and he just throws a wig next yeah. to it. Gives it a good old sniff. Yeah, I wonder I get who chews that for him. Anyhow, enough about Anyhow. our geriatric president. Let's tell the people while we're here. This is Carl Pooling. It's a podcast that'll get you fired. No, we cannot offer any monetary compensation if you do get fired. However, we can get you a 15% discount on any type of nutritional supplement that you might need. That's right, Hunter. We're doing the ad read early. Why? I don't know. Oh, okay. Great. Maybe because people don't listen to the end and we need them to buy protein powders so that they'll be strong enough mentally and physically to listen to this show because it's a demanding effort. Yeah. Uh, and protein, you definitely need that for your brain muscles. So, you know. Your brain loves protein. Have you ever yeah. eaten chicken and thought, wow, that was good? That's your brain telling you that you need protein. That's it. No yep. doubt. <laughs> and there's not any other explanation. Nope. So anyway, carlpooling.com slash FNX. It'll take you to our friends over at FNXfit.com. There you can look up a, a delicious cornucopia cavalcade of supplements, uh, juices, powders, amalgams, tinctures, potions, and remedies for any ailment or improvement that you have with or would like to make to your body. It's, there's truly nothing quite like it. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you use checkout code CARLPOOLING, that's C-A-R-L-P-O-O-L-I-N-G, in case Biden is listening, uh, CARLPOOLING, you get 15% off at checkout. Don't be a weak pile of crap forever. FNX Don't be fit. a NIMBY. Yeah. Don't a nimbus don't be a nimby let them build the apartments in your backyard anyway is that what it is nimby i have no idea what you're talking about was that you don't know i'm pretty sure i'm off by like a couple of consonants but anyway it's that person not in my backyard hey i think i did it NIMBY. oh yeah not in my backyard ah let them build that apartment there yeah you know oh, i yeah. had no idea that's what that was about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway um nimbyism is what you'll hear sometimes nimbyism so. that's really useful yeah i'm yeah, gonna use that exactly hey You're if welcome. you if you have an overly contrived uh uh what is that acronym that might be useful for us on the show later um <laughs> don't put it in my backyard put it in my email inbox email the show at carlpooling at gmail.com you're not going to be disappointed um we we respond to all. every email, usually with with photos, cursing, and cursing, right? And depending a short video clip, and a downloadable audio file you can use as your ringtone, which yeah. is Hunter yeah. yelling bored at you. Bored. <laughs> oh it it never gets old. It never gets old. So anyway, we got a big show for you today. We have a very important topic, kind of a nerdy one, kind of a political policy wonkish topic, but we know that you guys are smart and that you'll hang on and that you'll listen. Uh, things are bad, and we told you they were going to be bad, and here we are to cover the badness. But before we get into the nuts and bolts and the general grind of the podcast, we have everyone's favorite segment, Roadkill. That's right, Roadkill. It died 
all on its own. And we're not going to pick it up because we're not paid by the state. We're just going to no. make fun of it as it lays lifeless on the asphalt. So Just like mom taught us, Chris. Just like mom always said, boys, you laugh at dead stuff. I yep. don't. She was. Well, she didn't have lithium un- at first. It was on. Un- it was unclear if that was a statement of an observation or something we are supposed to do. Yeah, that's um, true too. Yeah, but you know, you gotta love, you gotta love mom, and you we gotta love the things she's ways. done. She's been yeah. so even since she's been diagnosed. <laughs> what? I don't know, mother. Anyway. Okay, <laughs> she's been so even. Okay, um, so, um. Christopher, I don't know if you noticed this week, but uh, Ted Cruz uh, in January 6th attempted to have uh, AOC murdered by um, the uh, nasty rioters uh, that attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Um, We all know this to be true because he uh, signed the checks to them Mm -hmm. and wrote in that big uh, newspaper uh, style that he's so fond of that said, please kill her. I will give you lots and lots of money. Teddy. Yes. Um, right. So did Hunter, did he not? I, if I recall the people that were going to kill AOC had mm-hmm. a rope and MAGA hats and they yelled, this is MAGA country. And, mm-hmm. and Ted Cruz still had the receipt for the ropes from the local Lowe's. Quick yeah, that's how they order. were able to catch him. <laughs> if you're going to try and hang someone, don't buy your yeah. rope at Lowe's. You want it's it not to gonna work. work, guys. That's a Home Depot job. That's a Home Depot job. I've never do that yourself. I like. I I saw a guy. He bought a new drill, and is is my friend's stepdad, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just got it from Lowe's." And I was like, Aww. "I know why your first marriage didn't work out, dude. I know why." <sighs> Can you so imagine sad. actually doing home improvement at Lowe's? No. Because Anyhow, I would so, be in a Lowe's and not my home. It'd that's be right. impossible to me improve my home there. <laughs> so but anyway. Um so yeah, basically Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh accused uh Ted Cruz um in what looked like a positive moment where we were all as a nation hating Robin Hood collectively. Um <laughs> And basically said that he was solely responsible, not solely, but was personally responsible for trying to have her killed by the rioters. Uh, In this lovely tweet, um, I'm happy to work with Republicans on this issue, speaking to the Robin Hood issue of them disenfranchising their uh, users, where there's common ground. But you almost had me murdered three weeks ago, so you can sit this one out. Happy to work with almost any other GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. So... You know, just let's, uh, just Hunter. If I know where you're going with this, and I do, mm-hmm. let's just key mm-hmm. in on the any other GOP. So, okay, any other than Cruz, and how would you know that they're not Cruz? They aren't trying to get me killed. The inverse of that, very straightforward, is that Cruz is trying to get her killed. Also, right, it's not we're not, it's are not active. So. What she's saying in this tweet, very directly, is that correct. Ted Cruz is actively trying to get her killed. Uh, yep. Does that sound like an obscenely bizarre claim? Yes, it does. 
I agree with you. I didn't tweet it. So this is plainly within the text. You know, there's another uh, high-level ranking politician that accused Ted Cruz of this same thing. And, you know, uh, his name was Donald Trump, and he believed that Teddy was the Zodiac killer. So I'm wondering, maybe we're actually being too kind to Ted Cruz here. Um, I never said he wasn't the Zodiac killer. <laughs> oh, that's a great point. All I was saying is that AOC doesn't match his typical victim profile. Fair enough. Fair for, enough. You for know. me, it's a point in his defense. It's a point. <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, I think uh, he, Ted Cruz has won the most accused of violently trying to kill his other elected <laughs> officials award. I don't know if that's actually you, something you want to win as a senator, but you know, well done, Ted. I'll, you know, I'll, so. I, I, Ted Cruz throws the fish back, man. Like that beard. It looked good on him, but it barely got there. I just, I don't think he's as violent as everyone would like him to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's from Texas, so. Yeah, so was the Alamo that die. Hunter. So I don't, was the Alamo. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Davy Crockett. Wow. That's just hard to, that's just hard to take in on a Tuesday, Chris. It's hard but, to, yeah. to remember big L's like that. Yeah, it is. Sorry, Mexico. Yeah, what's up with um, that? They're like, remember the Alamo? Remember that time that we all lost? Yeah, it's like a rallying cry. <laughs> that sucks. Hey, remember Why that time we, we all got slaughtered? That? Hooray, remember it. No, you have to remember yeah. it. Keep it on the front of your mind. <laughs> Failure like, is our mindset. <laughs> remember it's the like Alamo. someone going up to Patrick Mahomes going, hey, remember the Super Bowl? <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. Hey, remember right. Nagasaki? Anyway, we're done. Uh, Not good. <laughs> killed it. So anyway. Not good. So she tweets this out and says, Ted Cruz is trying to get me killed. Then, Hunter, what happened this week? Because that was on January 28th. Um, I don't know. Are we going to talk about the other thing? Her, her Instagram story? Oh, oh no, no, no. That? No, no, no. I was, I, 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 sorry, I thought this is where you were going. Oh, then a reporter asks her as she's oh, yeah. walking I down the street. Scott. He goes, this is so good. Um, do you apologize for saying that Tred Cruz is trying to get you killed? And she responds by going, just go look up the video for yourself because it's hilarious. She goes, first of all, that's not the quote. It's literally written. And second, I apologize for nothing. It's like, hmm. Excuse me, Representative B-Word. That is mm. literally the quote that is still up on your Twitter. Like, it is right there for anyone with eyes to read. If 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 her defense is that he did not perfectly quote the syntax, she is correct. And I'm just, I got to ask our journalists how many times they're going to get away with the, well, it depends on the definition of is defense from these Looney Tunes. Right, right. It, so, anyway, she's done some lying. She's done a lot of lying recently. She's defended some people that have been lying. Um, she's also had a hard couple of weeks, no doubt about that. I mean, I, I'm glad I wasn't in her position back in January. So, no doubt. Uh, that doesn't change the fact that she's a liar and an opportunist. And she's been an opportunist and a liar about this situation, like many other situations. And accusing people of trying to murder you 
is patently false and patently crazy when those people are Ted Cruz. So, anyhow, I don't know what else we should expect. It's roadkill. It's already dead. We Why did, did you shoot it? <laughs> That's just weird. Well, I was because, you know, Texas. I don't know. I just figured, like, if there wasn't a gun involved, was I really going to Texas? Ah, gotcha. You know? Yeah. yeah. Just kind of felt like it was the right thing to do, brisket? Chris. Yeah. I feel yeah, like exactly. everyone from Texas has to have sliced brisket, like, in loose in their pocket. Right. And uh, barbecue, a gun, and a horse? Yeah. And a 20-gallon hat. And it's twice as big as the normal gallon hats. Right, exactly. Well, it's Texas, Chris. Come on. I mean, like, seriously, everything's bigger in Texas. That's what they say. Yeah, exactly. Well, good. Um, so, yeah, we'll continue to see what plays out there. But honestly, she's probably just going to get away with it, except for people making snide comments like us um, more than anything. And the uh, country will continue to spiral into more and more uh, civil discourse and our will continue to spiral into more and more antagonizing civil discourse is what I mean to say. Um, in fact, I just saw some poll that was saying that uh, the main thing Americans agree, agree upon is that there will be a civil war. So that's great. <laughs> so that's really exciting for everybody involved. Uh, well, but today, if, if we all agree, what? Say What's when. keeping us from it? <laughs> Say when is right at holiday. Uh, so without further to do, um, now that we've given the people what they want, what they deserve, what they came to us for. That's right. Um, we've, we've got another uh, great topic and to get into the weeds on it. And really the real reason I was shooting is we're talking about HR 127 today, Chris. That's the right. coolest law in the land. Shoot while um, you can, boys. Shoot them while shoot, you got them. Shoot while you can. So one thing that you'll know uh, from Chris and I's discourse over the past couple of months is we were super thrilled after the election uh, in November. We thought this was really good news. We thought the country was heading in a good way. And we thought, hey, maybe with Trump not on center stage, we can finally have a Republican Party that takes all the good bits and loses the bad immoral bits, right? And then... January 6th happened. Two senators uh, from Georgia were elected as Democrats. And a lot of our takes uh, on that seemed to, uh, it seemed to be the lessons we hoped we had learned weren't absorbed by the Republican Party is what it looks like. Um, And one of the dangers of that happening were that we would get a Democrat Congress, Senate, and executive branch. Um, And we're seeing one of the first Definitely not the first, but one of the big problems with that is new gun reform legislation, so mm-hmm. to speak. And it is, in a lot of ways, it's not scary. And what I mean by that is it's not bright lights, bad news, and everything, you know, there's not going to be an armed guard at your door tomorrow asking to take all your guns back to give them to Uncle Sam. That's not what this bill is about. But there are some things about it that are straight up immoral, and there are some things about it that are definitely, definitely um, scary and intimidating. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of us, a lot for us to talk through there. Um, the other thing is, go is that, for it. That, that I'll just say at this point, this bill is step one. If anybody wanted yeah. to do a buyback, this is how it starts. 
now personally i think that this bill is enough you'll remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the the uh senate races and the attacks on the capitol and we were like i sure hope they don't touch the guns i think this is sufficient i think this hits the bar if they try and enact this i think we're in for a really bad time that being said this will not be the end of this type of legislation the things that they do here lay the groundwork for a more holistic buyback reform, et cetera, which is why so many people are against something that doesn't seem unreasonable on its face. Um, anyhow. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good point. Um, well, I think we should go ahead and jump into the bill because it is big, massive, and you're going to get your take today that's going to tell you the uh, reasons that some of the things are bad and why some of the things are good. Um so, Chris, does that sound good to you? Should we crack open this bill and see what goodies it has in store for us? Yeah, yeah. Except for I will not be talking about anything in it that's good. I think it's a. I think it's crap from top to bottom. Or it, okay, it's well, either crap from top to bottom, or it doesn't change the current status quo. Okay, I'll put it that then, way. Then, then shall we crack open this bill and smell the awesome crap within it? I'm yes. sorry, the bad crap within it. Is <laughs> that better? Is I that? Mean, yeah, Is that could, better audio? We could get into a linguistic <laughs> discussion about whether or not bad crap smells worse than awesome crap. Maybe <laughs> crap is therefore suited to its purpose, so the awesome would be the... It's it's not important. Point it's complicated. Is, but, well, it's important, but it's it's not. It's neither here nor there, so right. to speak. And, and guys, yeah. this is going to be nerdy. This is going to be policy wonky. This is going to be yeah. gun... gun uh, centric we're gonna get deep into the weeds you're you're good for it know what it's about because there's a call to action at the end um and now (laughs) you nsa agents have to listen all the way to the end um they don't teach them how to scrub do they that's cheating you can't do that so that's cheating you have to listen at normal speed first of all let's start with a quick biography this bill was introduced to the judiciary committee by miss sheila jackson lee now, you might remember Sheila Jackson Lee from, like, every funny liberals don't understand guns video that you've ever seen. She's the one who claimed that an AR-15 shoots a 50 caliber bullet and is as heavy as 10 moving boxes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Whoops. I know. How do you aim it? Or what's in the boxes? Like air foam, <laughs> yeah, a lot of foam. Anyway, and it shoots a fifty caliber bullet, darling Sheila. If you can shoot a fifty BMG out of your AR-15, I will eat every word I've ever said. <laughs> I will vote exclusively Democrat. I will live off peanut butter and jelly. And I will donate the rest of my money to the Democratic National Committee if you can shoot a 50 BMG out of an AR-15. God wow. bless you, and God go with you. Um, God go with you. Yeah, because even an AR-10 isn't going to be able to shoot a 50 BMG, you tardberry. Anyhow, Aww. Uh, so she introduced it. Obviously, we should have her talking about guns since she's proven herself to be such a reliable source in the past. Um, dude, my, my buddy has an AR-15, and he he's didn't deck it out with a bunch of furniture, and his handguard is is skeletonized and everything. It literally weighs less than my Glock. Like it's just like it's so Insane. lightweight, loaded. Insane. Uh, that's not true, but unloaded it does. 
Anyhow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's go over it. So this bill is to provide for the licensing of firearm and ammunition possession and the registration of firearms and to prohibit the possession of certain ammunition. So three major thrusts there. Three licensing, major things, yep. registration, and restrictions on they say ammunition. We'll find out later that that might be a little bit reductive. It's short title. It's called be calling being called the Sabika Sheik. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And by hope, I mean don't care. Firearm Licensing Whoa. and Registration Act. So, there you have it. Let's dive right in. It updates Chapter 44 of Title 18 of the United States Code by adding content to the end of it. And so we're going to start with the first section. The first section section is about the licensing requirements. And what it states is that every gun, and it literally says each firearm present in the United States has to be registered by the Attorney General through the ATF. And that's that's the first the first big section. We'll go into more detail Tell, in a little bit, but so the thing about this that's so strange is like this would mean like your black powder rifle, right? Yeah, if it qualifies as right. a firearm. And right. To my knowledge, based on ba- ba- see, I've done some research on the ATF and their rulings because of you know um, working on AR-15s. There's some illegal things that you can do if you're not up to speed on the ATF rules, specifically around the NFA. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that every single weapon, even any other weapons, which is a classification they have for things that don't match specific buckets, still count as firearms. So this is literally, mm-hmm. well, it's more, there, this register would be a bit larger than the register of all the people. It would be bigger than the census, right? Because there's more than one yes. firearm per person in the United States. So you're talking about yes. a huge amount of information. And what right. kind of information? So let's go through that. It, it enunciates what the required information would be. So you have to have the make, model, and serial number, uh, the identity of the owner, the date that the owner acquired said firearm. And this is really the first one. And we're, I know we're only like two lines in, but this is really where I started to get pretty squeamish. And where the firearm is or will be stored. That's right. some BS right off the front. Right. Like, I mean, I, I guess you could be as thin with that as my house, you know, but it, the devil's maybe, in the details but, of how that all is designed, decided. Yeah. And like, why do you need to know? That's a real right. good question. Like, right, I don't know. Exactly. It's at my dad's house or it's at my brother's right. house. Well, they cover that right. too. Because they also require you to notify the attorney general. It's in the very next section. Um, notify the attorney general if you plan on loaning the firearm to anyone so now if i want to hunter goes hey can i take your rifle to the range i say sure you're an adult you can legally own a firearm and i hand it to him and he goes along his merry way um now i would have to notify the attorney general that i was loaning the gun to hunter and for what period of time so just some in your business BS already right off the bat from yeah. the federal government. And 
and, and you know, there's nothing in this law telling you what or you can do with or where you can take your firearm. However, why then do you need to know its address? Like, if I own multiple properties, why do you need to know where it is? You know? Right, right. What, who, whose business is that? That wasn't something you had to do before, right? And, and I would and, argue that's just one of the things that's laying the groundwork for some other type of rules to come down the line. Otherwise, why is I think that the, in here? I think that's a great point, Chris, because the question would be is like, what benefit is it to anyone to know where my firearms are at? Right. You know, like where they're being stored at. And the answer is so they can know exactly where they're at. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if I'm if I can accept response, if I'm willing to give you like. If you want to know the make and model and, and serial numbers of all the firearms I have, you know, I can understand some of the benefits of that. You know, if you find a firearm used in a in a certain uh, or a, at a crime scene, that's beneficial. You can figure out exactly who did that, you know, and who you can at least begin by questioning me. Like, did right. you lose your firearm, sir? You know, it, you know, there, there's some there's some uh, police work that that could just benefit, right? And, and um, for our slow listeners out there, Hunter is not saying that the benefits outweigh the risks. He's just saying no. there are benefits, which that's true. Right. But to know like the safe that it's in right now or the the street address that it's located at right now, the real benefits of that is so that if you, for any reason you needed to get them, you could. Yeah. Right. And you might argue that for this law, it's that, well, I broke the law. Now I am now the government can just quickly or the attorney general's office can just drive to my house, go into the safe, pull out all the guns and say, see ya, sir. It was great being here. Um, but, you know, it's there's obviously more insidious, insidious practices in that and practices, you know, with like gun buybacks that would make the would make a law a law like this would make easily to enforce. Yeah. Right. Um, for so. sure. So yeah. then the next section is the deadline for supplying that information, basically three months from when this bill would pass, if it will pass. Oh, and here's the next section is about the database. So it basically says that the, the attorney general shall establish and maintain a database to sir, to store all uh, of the firearm data registered in this subsection so where it stored all of that data and then this is the sentence that follows and this is some this is a crock here the attorney general shall make the contents of the database accessible to all members of the public all federal state and local law enforcement authorities all branches of the united states armed forces and all state and local governments as defined by the bureau okay so after I read the first part, you actually didn't need any of the other parts. This is going to be publicly available information. That right. is pure insanity. The, right. Like, sex offenders have more privacy than this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no, there's no way where, like, you need to know how many th- items I own of anything. Of anything. Right? <laughs> of anything. There's, it's nobody's business. Um, there's an argument Right. I'm not saying it's a good idea or anything like that, that, you know, it would help for state police to know how many firearms I had, you know, whatever. Like you can see some utility in that. It's not public information. There's no way it helps the public at all. It doesn't make my neighbor safer knowing that I have 15 guns. I don't have 15 guns, by the way. I'm just talking. Um, But you get the idea, right? Not yet. I'm working my way up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you were a big government 
uh, you know, socialist loser, you could understand in theory why that would be useful for the police force to know. I like the police. I back the blue. I'm a huge fan of them. I, they don't, how many guns do I own? None of their business. None of their business. And I love the guys. None of their business. As long as you're a law-abiding citizen, and it does not matter. Yeah, then it's it's truly Fourth Amendment, my Second Amendment, you jackwagons. So, mm. so anyhow, but Hunter, this is risky. Even if it just says the number of television sets you own, like right, I don't like that information being public. What if there was a database about what car was in what garage all over the country? You think that there wouldn't be targeted break-ins? I mean, that's a, this right. is a security nightmare, literally mm. made to target gun owners. Uh, mm. That's a crazy thing to do. It's it's a why, and ask yourself this question. And, and this is this is where we're talking about. This is what the legislation says, Hunter. Kind of like you were saying at the beginning. This is what it says. This is what it does. It says it's going to make us safer. How does this make anyone safer? Ask yourself. What are they trying to accomplish by including that this is accessible to all members of the public? Right. This is one of the things I think that I've had conversations with some of my liberal friends too. And like, they'll say, you know, I really used to believe in gun control, but after I started looking at the data, I realized that there's not a whole lot of things we can do in America specifically to solve the issue of gun violence uh, by making gun reforms mm -hmm. right and saying that the real issue with gun violence has more to do with mental health than it has to do with um absolutely than with gun gun reform and i think this is one of those clear signs where it's like so far this law has seemed to do a lot of things that make us feel better they don't necessarily solve the issue right sure. there's nothing you know Knowing that I have a lot of guns or knowing that someone has a lot of guns and having that information public um, and knowing where those guns are at really wouldn't stop anyone from utilizing them. In fact, could lead to unique situations where people could utilize guns in ways that they weren't able to before. Yeah, right. This so. that database just seems like an uh, Antifa Black Lives Matter objective map now. I mean, yeah, do you want to fight your ideological enemies? We'll see who's got the longest list next to their name. I mean, seriously, yeah. the, I don't know what they could possibly be hoping to achieve. The other stuff, I'm with you, Hunter. I can kind of see an argument for it. This, all I can see from this is that you want chaos. I think you right. just want to ruin the lives and complicate the lives of the constituents that don't agree with your priors on guns. I can't see another yeah. reason to ha include that. Yeah. Yeah. Do everything but that. And you look like a good, you look like you're being a decent person. And, you know, maybe, maybe Chris, you know, maybe this is good, uh, politicking up on the Hill. You know, maybe you put something like that's so obviously repugnant that your opponents go, why the heck did you put that line in there? Take it out. And you go, fine, we'll take it out. And then it's like still got all the stuff that you sure, want sure. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I'm, I'm just saying maybe that's actually the goal. This there, might but. be the, their opening Pawn Stars bid. Like, yeah, exactly. I have a signed Ricky Mantle. Well, I'll give you 39 cents for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You right. want to meet somewhere around $400? Um Anyway, yeah, it could be. I, I don't know. And to be fair, guys, this bill has only been introduced. 
in committee. Yes. So it's still young, but it's important because, I mean, it's almost like we could tell the future. Uh, we knew mm. that this was coming, and here it is. I hoped yep. it wouldn't. Do we want to move on to licensing then? Yeah, let's do it. You want to tell them a little bit about it? Yeah, so uh, there's this, to the most part, is uh, pretty typical stuff. Um, you got to be 21 years old. Um, go go back for just a second. So yep. the, what what this would change, this section, what it would change is that you it's not like a concealed weapons license or uh, a carry permit this is a license to own any firearm just to be clear correct so you would have to be licensed to own any gun which of course now is not the case there's only restrictions on purchase and and selling and those kind of things so So if you wanted to make a purchase that's a good point chris if you wanted to make a purchase of a firearm in the united states where this bill is passed right First thing first, you need to obtain a license. Or and if one, you wanted to continue to own the guns that you have now. Right. And so how do you get said license? Uh, no, silly. It's not the Second Amendment and you just want it. <laughs> That's not how it works. Uh, first off, you have to be 21 years old. Um, so if you're, if you're 20 years old and you've got a shotgun for, uh, graduating high school, guess what, buddy? That's your dad's gun now, according to the United States government. Um, secondly, you need to pass a couple of things, uh, to apply. Um, you got to do a criminal background check. That's pretty standard. Whenever you buy a gun, there's nothing there that's doesn't happen today. Honestly, as far as purchasing goes, no issues there. Right. Yeah. That's that actually is already a law. It's just, you don't need it to get a license. You need it to buy the gun. Right. Um, in fact, the, the law, the statement there basically emits to as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go under under, you have to undergo a psychological evaluation. What could that be, Christopher? So come back to we're going to come back to that because they, they describe yeah. the psyche eval later. And when we get to that section, we're going to talk about it. Right. And then one, and honestly, I don't hate this, you know, I think this is good. I don't know necessarily that I need people to uh, use it to get a license for guns they already own, but successfully complete a training course, which includes 24 hours of video training and uh, live firing. So, you know, good stuff. Excellent for people to be more trained on firearm safety. I've definitely been around people who did not understand firearm safety, and I did not enjoy that. Um, So it's a good, it's a great idea, and it's not necessarily... If anything in this bill, this is a this is this is decent. If that sort of makes sense, yeah, yeah, it's not and bad. I'm against yeah. licensing. I am very sure. pro training. I I'm yes. not necessarily for the government mandating training, but I think if you own a firearm, it's your responsibility to be trained with it. Um, yeah, I, I I I don't need to further develop my opinion on that to to evaluate this bill. The point is that. Training, fine. Background checks, fine. Totally good with right. all of those things. Why are psych we talking? Eval? Why are we talking about a a not a psych eval? We're gonna get to her. we're gonna get to her. Mm. But why mm. why do we need a license to own something that is granted to us by the Second Amendment? Shall not be abridged, son. Shall not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, the last thing that you need to do once Can, you become twenty years of age. Oh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna cut you off. Yep. Abridged. Is that the actual language in the Second Amendment? 
Uh, that's a fine question, sir. Um, I don't have my pocket constitution and bill of rights on me at the moment. Don't worry. Uh, oh, it's my infringed. Card. It's infringed. Oh, Not no. Abridged. Sorry. I said it uh, and I was like, I think I might be a little bit special, but shall not be you know infringed. What? I have a bid. I have a, I have an abridge in Boston that I like to sell you. Hunter. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yes. The action of limiting or undermining something. Limiting. Yeah. Limiting. You know the fringe is I like the to... edges? So if you infringe yeah. on something, you're encroaching on the edges? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Well, that was fun. Uh, great audio. <laughs> so great audio. the last thing the last thing that you need to do is um, that you will have an insurance policy um, as illuminated under this bill. So really, I think... You know, the big items here are, I think, 21 years of age. I don't know what it is per state. Um, I think that's a little bit older than is typical, is what I'll say, um, in some states. Uh, the background check already happens today every time you buy a gun. Uh, the the train the gunner's, the gunner's safety training isn't a bad idea. A little weird for that to be something that stops you from getting a license. The two things I think that are the imp- the critical things to talk about here that we'll get to are this psyche valve and this insurance policy. What are those? And why is it necessary for me to receive not, not a gun, Christopher, but a license, they, a license to own and purchase firearms. They call it insurance, but it's a tax. It's Secretly, a tax. It's a tax. Um, Hello, it's me. Yeah, I'm secret so, tax. So basically we've got two, two, Fair enough. We've got one already happens today. doesn't change anything. One fair enough. And then two, hold on a minute. What are those? Um, so then it talks about a antique firearm display. This is like if you wanted to, to display your pirate grandfather's blunderbuss above the mantle. It's dumb. Why is it a separate license? I don't know. Effectively, yeah. you have to have one of the licenses from Section A, which is the general license that we just talked about. And then... Um, and then you can apply for a special designation for an antique firearm display license. And then the last license that you can get is a military style weapons license. Oh, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah. If you have Section A and you have completed some additional training effectively, you can apply for a military style weapons license. What is a military style weapons license? Hold that thought because we're getting back there. Yep. So those are the three types of licenses, right? So we've talked yep. about registering. We've talked about the three types of license. Now let's get into the nitty gritty. I know what you guys in the audience are thinking. We've been in the nitty gritty. Hush now. You listen when I'm teaching. That's right. Hush now, citizen. Uh, Chris, Psycheval. What could that possibly be? Well, luckily, well, Hunter, it tells us just in the bill. Thank you, Bill. Oh, it's like schoolhouse rock, but with less songs. I love it. This is great. <laughs> and so. more me committing insurrection. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, you know what? You pass this bill. You decide if I'm kidding. A psychological yeah. evaluation is conducted in accordance with this paragraph if the evaluation is conducted in compliance with such standards as shall be established by the attorney general. That's a, That's just bill language for please think I'm smart. That's all that is. And... Then that has to be uh, completed by a licensed psychologist. 
I can I say one thing that I think that first point is a little scary because it basically gives the AG office the ability to set whatever that is. Yeah. Which means depending on who the president is and depending on who they have as their AG, that changes. Oh, totally. Uh, what I'm just saying right? is that it's a it's a the license is given by the attorney general. So it's just sure. like Dan, it's just it's it's just unnecessary. It's just like yeah, yeah, you're going to screw right. us, and you get to choose which way that you screw us. But it is correct. It's you're terrifying. Right. Yeah, right. It's not. It's not settled, and it won't be settled. It will be one of these executive orders that gets rewritten every time we we choose the new king of America. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, licensed psychologist. Um, here's an interesting part. As deemed necessary by the psychologist involved, the evaluation included a psychological evaluation of other members of the household in which the individual resides. So what this means is that if you are a dad and you have a special needs son, you may not be allowed to own a firearm because your special needs son might not be mentally equipped for you to have a firearm in the home. So Mm -hmm. what this means is that as a father, if you have a special needs kid, you might have your license to own a firearm revoked or not granted in the first I place. I would like to say it a better way. You may not have the right as a citizen of the United States to own and possess a firearm to defend your special needs. That, that's exactly like, where I was going. Yeah, that's that's that's. Oh, OK. Well, maybe I, I, oh, I no, no, no. if I jump two steps, Still, ahead of you, jump, but... jump each gun. They are. OK. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. yeah. But I mean, it's it's it. This is this is a clear violation of whatever law you have right now. L- let, let me say one thing. Does it make sense? If you don't think about it hard, yeah, it does. <laughs> we've seen people mess this up. You know, we've seen um, s- different individuals with different um, mental abilities get firearms in their homes and do terrible things with them. It's true. Right? Um, now, here's the real question. Does this law prevent that from happening? Um, maybe, but wouldn't it be better to not infringe upon the rights of your citizens and require, you know, different, different, uh, safes and different, um, ways to safely protect and care for those firearms where they are out of the reach of those, uh, individuals by law. I would say a hundred percent. Yes. Or, you know, and so uh, here's a novel idea. Why not the people who own the guns are responsible for them? And they're adults, sure. and if they if they do something irresponsible, hold them crimes. accountable. Or if they don't, yeah. if they use them responsibly, don't hold them accountable. I mean, that that makes sense. Also, too. I I understand where they're coming from with this, and they're probably talking more about people with you know man, depressive bouts or um, uncontrollable rage, not so much retard strength. But the idea that which you, you don't need to pull most triggers, but the idea that a special needs person can't can't be taught uh to respect firearms i'll just say i've spent a lot of time around several several individuals with special needs very dear to me the idea that they can't respect a gun sells sells them short it's not a blanket statement um sure some of them certainly can and so anyway this is just poorly written and and prevents you from protecting some of the some of the most vulnerable people in our society to be honest so i think this part is really really gross almost as gross as the next part yeah this is great um as part of the psychological evaluation the licensed psychologist interviewed any spouse of the individual 
any former spouse of the individual, and at least two other persons who are a member of the family of or an associate of the individual to further determine the state of the mental, emotional, and relational stability of the individual in relation to firearms. So, um, this is so ridiculous. I mean, I can't believe someone wrote this, this down. Does this mean my wife and my ex-wives get to determine if I can have guns? <laughs> That's exactly Is that right. what this says? Okay. If, if the only guns that we owned were guns that our wives said that we could own, there wouldn't be a single shooting in America. <laughs> but since we're not at that place anymore, it's an irrelevant point. You're going to ask somebody's ex-spouse if they can own a weapon? And, and you don't see any conflict of interest there. Right, right, exactly. The Bill of Rights wasn't written as long as your ex-wife was okay with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it actually says that. As long as Gertrude ain't gonna be a, a cow. Uh, no, but like the th- <laughs> it's crazy that my rights are now subject to the opinions of people that uh, that I no longer want to be associated with. That's crazy mm. talk. Mm, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Who wrote this down? Well, Sheila it's Jackson insane. Lee. Well, she didn't type it, but she probably yelled it at an intern. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's that's just absolutely beyond the pale. There's and 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 here's the real problem. And Hunter, you were alluding to this earlier with the psych eval. There's absolutely no objective standard. None. Right. And well, there is the only objective standard is whatever the AG says. Yes. Is, right. Which. Right. Which. So it's not. Is not you could be totally fine one year and then not fine the next year. Well, and by that anybody anybody who's been messing with the NFA or the ATF right now knows that that's how it works. It's a pistol mm. brace. It's not a pistol brace. It's a short barreled rifle. Mm. It's just a pistol. You can shoulder it. You can't shoulder it. Now you can again. Now you can again. Like it, it they it is ridiculous to to do legislation this way. And we'll see how much skin is in the game later in in the show. But like. Th- the that is a crazy crazy thing to do that's a crazy wild stipulation to have in a bill uh there no doubt. there can be no objectivity when it's other citizens deciding which rights that i should have D- dude if that's how you want to play it they're not rights anymore like there's a reason that we have these rights protected and and the reason is that a lot of times it's hard to get along with other people. And so we have to have a baseline of things that the collective known as the government isn't willing to infringe upon. And so what you're saying is, can we take a microcosm of that collective and change the rules by which we play the game? This gives them that power. That is Mm. obscene. It's obscene from top to bottom. And the only reason language like that would be included in this bill is, is to make sure that people who own guns know that they are not their own, that they do not get to decide their own destiny anymore. We'll leave it up to anyone you accidentally hit on at any potential bar uh, at any potential state of mind. I mean, this is a gross thing to write. Look, Hunter, now you've got that chippy from the hangover deciding whether or not Zach Galifianakis can own a Galil. And I think that's disgusting. Never saw whatever it is you just said. <laughs> Never mind. So everyone's no, that's, listening that's is my, cracking up. They all love it. I'm oh sure. wow! I can feel their laughter. Um, it 
then it goes into a couple of things that can deny you a license for, um, you know, mostly around psyche valves and federal laws. Uh, you know, if the psyche valve goes bad, if you have trouble with uh, suicide and substance abuse. Um, it also includes you know, mental if, illness or mental disturbance or yep. diagnosis, including depression. So yep. I don't know what the legal definition of mental disturbance is, but I sure hope they don't listen to this show. I'm pretty sure that the reason it's said like that is because it can be something in the medical field or whatever we want to say it is. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how I read that, I, which I mean, isn't surprising. Yeah. Gross. Um, there's some notes on, you know, how your license can be suspended. Um, you know, nothing, nothing here really crazy. Yeah. It's, Um, it's the stuff that would get you suspended from owning firearms now, like committing a felony. Basically here, they say a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year is hereby suspended. So suspend your license for that. Uh, they'll also suspend it if you fail to buy, insurance the insurance yep that we've been mentioning it's still it's still coming uh it's yep. not like the dragons from game of thrones it will be here at the end of the episode um yep. and then they can remove your license uh if it expires or if uh you fail to fail to renew it in the proper period if you don't complete your training if you don't have insurance those types of things so yep. you have to continue through. getting training throughout your throughout your life in the three years. You have to request for a renewal sixty days before it expires. It, it's this is just bureaucracy, whatever <laughs> bureaucracy, um, bureaucracy stuff. And it's just it's kind of immaterial. It just is nonsense. It's just is going to be added to this to make it difficult to uh, get one of these things. But you have you know you're an adult with a driver's license this is you know something that you're probably used to handling so to speak sure um moving on and now is when i like to remind to, people that driving is not uh in the bill of rights thank you the end i like to remind people that driving is not a human right um i'm sorry human there i said human it right. right you're welcome bernie yeah but now we're on to the um firearm insurance right um which is interesting so, so Hunter, I'm just going to I'm gonna ask you a question. So when I hear insurance, yep, 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 yep. I think, okay, so we all pay into a collective pot because most of us are peaceful gun owners and responsible gun owners, et cetera, but some of us aren't. So we pay into a pot, and then uh, if something bad happens, then it's insurance. So damages are covered by that pot of money. No. No? <laughs> no. What is this then? Because I think you're using the word insurance oh. deceptively. Oh no, 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 no! What what it is is it's a fee, Chris. Gotcha. Um, and I know it's a fee because that's what it says in the bill. <laughs> it calls it a fee. Yeah. So usually insurance is quoted to you by an insurance company, and they give you a rate based on how much coverage you want. Here, right? It just says that the fee is eight hundred dollars. <laughs> So it's $800, man. If you want the insurance, it's $800. Do you pay it once per year? Do you pay it every time you get a license? Um, These people are too stupid to write that down. But they also say that the it is it's paid to the attorney general. So not an insurance agent, just the government. And right. 
if fees specified in this paragraph of this subsection of policy that ensures the person against liability for losses and damages resulting for the use of firearm by the person during the one-year period that begins with the date the policy is issued. Nowhere in this bill does it say what happens to that $800. Nowhere. They just collect it, it, it and then it yes. is taxes. That's all it is. It's just taxes. It's just if you want to own a gun in America, say, it costs you an extra $1,000 a year. Right. They say it's they say that it's supposed to be used for damages, but they never like clarify that. They never say they like typically like if you buy insurance, it tells you like, you know, we will cover up to X amount of dollars in damages or your deductible kicks in at this point. And they None specify the criteria here. that right. w- with which they will use the fund to pay out. None of that right. is specified I mean, here. Right. I mean, and this is gross when you think about this, but if my gun is stolen and used in a mass shooting, you know, when does my deductible kick in? You know, and I'm not trying to be like funny about that. I'm just trying to say like, I would want to know the situations where this comes into place. That's clearly not what this is. That's clearly not what's happened here. This is clearly just a fee. Yeah. Um, Hunter, if being your taxed. gun is stolen and used in a mass shooting, we'll get to the penalty section in a minute, darling. Sure. Yeah. I'm in a I'm in a load of trouble with this bill. Which that's the thing is like, if if the insurance is actually there to protect people from their firearms being used in bad ways, it's not doing that. This is just ensuring that you become more and more liable. Uh, for firearm infringements and some that are quite honestly insane. Yeah. Uh, such as, you know, your gun being at somebody else's house instead of your house where you have it registered. Right. Um, and so you guys might think that this is all just fun and games. Wait till the end because when we get to the penalty section, everyone is going to crap their pants. If you haven't yeah, seen the penalties no associated with this yet. So. The insurance sucks. It's just taxes. It's just taxes. It's just screw you for wanting to own something that it's your legal right to own. Um, right. Much like the rest of this bill. Then they define they, then, military style yeah. weapons. Um, and so I do we want to leave that to the people? I mean, like uh, for the it, for my gun nuts out there, I'm going to I'm going to read yeah, go through it. it. Um, but okay. but because um, it's basically if it's fun, it's gone. Uh, right or not it's gone you have to get the additional military style license as opposed to the general license okay so this includes any Norinco Mitchell Polytechnologies Kalashnikov and so if you don't know what that is that's any type of AK-47 so and it says any copies or duplicates of these firearms in any caliber so AK-47's gone then um, is any some Israeli Military items are called out, including the Uzi and the Gleal, so like a, a um, submachine gun and a Israeli uh, assault rifle. Those are both out the window. The Beretta AR-70, which is a pretty standard, a pretty standard Italian service firearm. Uh, I think it's actually the standard issue for the Italian infantry, actually. Then you've got the big one, the Colt AR-15, the Darling. Um, so any copy of that in pretty much any Armalite rifle is out the door. Uh, it doesn't specify it, but I'm sure that includes AR-10s, AR-12s, etc. ad nauseum. Uh, then you've got several Fernique, uh, Fabrique Nationale firearms. That's a Belgian firearm company. They've got some special, uh, some, some special popular rifles like the FN Fal or the FN Lar. If you guys play Call of Duty, you're probably familiar with the Fal. Then you've got, uh, SWD M10, M11, M11-9, and M12 
you know it as a Mac 10 or a Mac 11. It's a small little greaser submachine gun. Uh, very similar to that, you've got the Intratech, Tech 9, Tech DC 9, and Tech 22. Tech 9s, everyone knows Tech 9s, right? Eminem said it in a rap song. You've got the Steyr AUG, which that is a bullpupped rifle in typically it's nine, uh, nine millimeter parabellum. So that's out the window. And then you've got revolving cylinder shotguns like the Striker 12, which uh, looks ridiculous, but I guess some people own it. Um, anyhow, so it just bans any of those, any copies of those makes or models outright. And those are some really popular weapon systems. I mean... Well, it doesn't necessarily... If I'm right, it doesn't necessarily ban them. You need to have the military license, right? You're you're correct, because then we're going to go into some specific details. Um, But it just basically... Those are off the table no matter if they're featureless or not. They're just... You have to have the military license to get them. Um, Correct. Because then it goes on to say what types of of features can be on semi-automatic weapons that classify them as military weapons. And for rifles, this includes things like a telescoping scope, um, a flash suppressor, which like every modern rifle has a flash suppressor or threads for a flash suppressor on it, a bayonet mount, a pistol grip, or my personal favorite, a grenade launcher. I really like that one because it just showed me like the the the, the level of intelligence going yeah. into this uh, bill. And like so. to be fair, you can get a forty mic mic launcher for your AR fifteen, but you can't get sure. grenades for it. So like, I don't know. Yeah, but I could want them. You could want them, um, and I can make them. And you will. Yeah, I just take one uh, candle from the Yankee Candle store. And dynamite, <laughs> and then I can kill people with uh, uh, amber and smoke uh, flavoring or scented, or I'm stopping. Are you doing okay? No, I'm doing great. Um, semi-automatic pistols, none of those now. This one's especially weird ones that because it says the fifty ounces. Well, there's the weight restriction, which is bizarre, and I I think that's yeah. targeted at at SBR short barreled rifles. Um. But I also think that there's an ammunition magazine that attaches to the pistol outside of the pistol grip. So, you know, like your standard standard 1911 or uh, Glock, Sig, uh, Walther, they all that the magazine goes into the grip. They're saying that if mm-hmm. it's outside the pistol grip, like in like a Fabrique National P90 or something like that, where it mounts to the top. That that somehow makes it a military style weapon, I don't even know. Doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just bizarre. Um, mm. Flash, but those ones are more intimidating, Christopher. That's true, Hunter. They do look very funny, um, right? And then a shotgun with a telescoping scope, a pistol grip, an excess of five rounds, or the ability to atta- accept a detachable magazine. Um, so those guns, if you had anything that meets that specification then it would you would need a military style license so basically just so you know this would be any modern sporting or tactical rifle that wasn't already california compliant basically Mm. that's that's effectively what they get to and maybe even some california compliant ones to be fair because they have detachable magazines 
and I don't think there's any rules against flash suppressors over there. I think they're pinned flash suppressors, but I don't think there's any rules against them. So anyway, th that just basically wipes out most gun owners' collections, like especially anybody right. who is interested in making any modifications to their weapons or, or taking them seriously at all. Yeah, and I think I think it's important to say, look, if you have any of these guns not only is it going to be incumbent upon you to get the regular license, but you will have to get the military license. And there's nothing in this bill that tells us what that is, but I can promise you, Christopher, it is going to have a nice insurance policy associated with it as well. Well, why would it be separate if there wasn't exactly. some other restriction? Um, and yes. even if it does, even if a different restriction doesn't occur at the time that this bill is passed, it's coming. This is one of those things right. where there's... This sets it up for that. Yeah, this is the bump, and it maybe we'll spike right after this or we'll set first, but this, the, this, this is not the end. This also does a very clever move where it defines what a military-style weapon is, right? And so yeah. now, like, one thing we have that's interesting is, like, you have to be... Well, they were having... They came to the school with assault rifles. It's like slow down. You know, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so this allows you to basically s classify a large amount of weapons in the United States or, or rifles and say, those are military styled weapons under law in the American yeah. constitutional code. You don't have to say that. You just say military styled weapons and you're right. You're technically right. And, now. and, and here's um, the thing. Truly though, none of these are military style weapons. What they're talking about here are not are not class three weapons. Like even though there is a fully automatic Galil, there is also a semi-automatic Galil, and that's the version right. that the majority of consumers own. But here they're talking specifically about the semi-automatic versions. Nobody in the military would use a AR-15 as opposed to an M16 or an M4. They're going to use the fully mm. automatic version. So to call mm. these military-style weapons is accurate in the sense that they got to pick their own term, Hunter, but it's totally inaccurate mm. in that this is what the military uses to wage war. It's just not right. true. No, that's correct. Yeah. So that's No, you're 100% you're right. Yeah. No, this is a redefinition of terms into law. Yep. And, you know, that's uh, dangerous. Um, so... Should we get into the what happens when you screw up? Yeah, actually, Hunter. Before we do that, I just want to skip to the yeah, the, please pro, the prohibitions on ammunition, and then we'll read the because I, I will save the penalties yeah. for last because this is an interesting part because it's just that it's not that there's a license for these or a separate license for these or sometimes you can can't have it, but this is just straight up bannings. So there yep. are yeah, no, this is a good thing to read. Yeah, there are two main straight up bannings in the bill and the first one is it'll be unlawful for any person to possess ammunition that is 50 caliber or greater so all of you 50 bmg lovers bye um you know you know the the guy carrying around the beretta 50 50 um at the protest in what was it virginia over the I summer i didn't know about this but okay he was yeah he was carrying i have a hard time seeing that this isn't targeting that guy specifically because he was a peaceful protester carrying around a giant weapon. Now, to be fair, Sheila Jackson Lee thinks she can shoot a 50 caliber bullet out of an AR-15. So she might think that this actually covers every single weapon ever created that weighs right. less than nine moving boxes. But anyhow, I, I just, I, that's such a strange line to draw 
because mm. really you're only talking about deagles and and 50 bmg and i just not really even like the most po- it's not a very popular caliber no it's a horribly you know, expensive it, caliber horribly expensive right um, right i mean if you really wanted to do something you might pick like uh 45 or i'm yeah. gonna do the non-military round but the 223 right yeah um like all that stuff would be far more yeah if you wanted to hit ar-15s used. then you would pick 556 five, yeah. nato but like yes that that's such a strange strange line to draw uh, i just thought i instantly thought of him uh here's the other one that makes all of us felons overnight right the uh it shall be unlawful for any person to possess a large capacity ammunition feeding device what is that well they classify it as any magazine detachable magazine that can accept 10 rounds of ammunition or more or i'm sorry more than 10 rounds of ammunition so every p mag magpool p mag that you have is illegal the thing about this that makes no sense to me is like if you wanted to have a hundred rounds of ammunition, right? Yeah. Um, what this has said is that you cannot buy four thirty-round uh, magazines, right? It's not. It's not allowed. Um, each one of those is illegal. So now I have to buy twelve ten-round magazines to get the same effect. These the difference in that shooters are going to be is, so encumbered. <laughs> That they can't walk in. No, I. It, it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Is, is the is the point? Is it 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 basically is mute. And this is one of those things I think where it sounds really good. It sounds really good to ban large capacity magazines. In reality, as far as the effectiveness of semi-automatic weapons go, as being a killing tool, it doesn't change their effectiveness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually provide anything. Um, you can be if you practice swapping out magazines you can be just as deadly with 30 round magazines as you can with 10 round magazines That's true. or the difference can be so negligible that it just doesn't matter and, and, and you this know is just and people so people that know nothing about weapons interestingly right. hunter there is one exception uh to this rule and that's 22 rimfire 22 rimfire and and you know 22 yeah. they're talking about 22 long rifle here um yeah but here's my challenge to ammunition manufacturers because a 223 and a 22 are the same caliber effectively oh i see what um, you're about to say make yeah. a rimfire 556 do it because <laughs> it would still be yeah. illegal you know um and yeah. it'll just have thousand round mags uh, i want to be dragging my mag on the on the ground um <laughs> so what happens if you violate this section uh, uh, any of these sections so if you knowingly have um ammunitions that's 50 caliber or greater what so you got a couple rounds of 50 bmg in the truck what is the penalty well we'll just start with this section and then we'll move on to the crazy stuff um right wait. got a 50 caliber bullet in your pocket yep don't worry that's gonna you won't be fined less go ahead yeah no you take it you won't be fined less than fifty thousand. not more than a hundred thousand dollars and you will not be imprisoned for less than 10 years, but not more than 20. So, you know, split the difference. It's like $75,000 in 15 years of your life for having a 50 caliber bullet. So something, not that bad. something that's legal to own right now costs, yes. it costs your first home and 15 years of your life. 
It's insane. How absolutely insane. Here's a question for you idiots. How many public shootings have been committed with a 50 caliber bullet? Oh yeah, one sec. You could count on one hand. And that hand oh, would wow, be none. a fist. Weird. Because the answer is zero. <laughs> nobody nobody is going to commit a a, a shooting with a 50 round a, a 50 uh, caliber bullet. It's, it's not totally done. unreasonable. For instance, the Beretta 50 cals that shoot out 50 BMG are far too heavy to be reasonable in the close quarters environment that you were going to choose for that type that kind of application. I mean, maybe for an hmm. assassination of a Chevy, but not of a human being. And and secondly, um, the the handguns that shoot 50 caliber, like a Desert Eagle. You would never choose something that large. It's just unreasonable when 9mm uh, exists. Christopher. Yes. Point of order. Point of order. What if what if you're the rock? Okay, if if your fists hurt more than 9mm, then go with, four, <laughs> go with 50, I guess. I guess. He did look so yeah, sharp no at that deagle in, uh, in Get Smart. Uh, get mm. Smart. That's exactly where I was at, bud. Yeah, I love that. And then um, if you have magazines that have more than 10 rounds in them, of which in my immediate vicinity, I literally have 25. Uh, like literally within arm's okay. reach, I have 25. That will cost you 10 grand, uh, at least 25 grand at most, and not less than one year and not more than five years of your life in the house. That's so. That's for having the restricted items. And Hunter, let's just. Uh, I've had a thirty. I've had a thirty round clip since I was in high school. Well, a magazine, sure. Hunter, or at least I've had a thirty round magazine since I was in high school, Christopher. Yeah. I've had a thirty round clip since I've learned. I, I haven't even learned not to call it a magazine yet. That's how long <laughs> I've had one. And my point being is that, like, you know, this is one of those. This is one of those things that is a feel good, not an actual policy mover doesn't actually if affect uh, people that die in mass shootings. And I don't mean to say that to sound insensitive. I mean that to say is like, what are you actually trying to do? Yeah. What are you actually benefiting? Are you making America a less free place? And at what cost? And if the cost is nothing, I think that's a disservice to your country. So anyway, I don't think anyone um, would disagree with you on that. I mean, this whole bill is a disservice to your country. Um, Mm. Especially because part of the part of the price for getting in was the second amendment, uh, second amendment, man. Um, right. So let let me go through some of the other penalties really quick, and then we can wrap up on on what you should do about this bill and how you should think about it, and where we go from here. So if you mm. violate section double A, which is the part about having a license, so if you don't have a license when you should, then you the fine is between seventy five and one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and between fifteen and twenty five years or both. Uh, Effectively, owning a standard gun without a government license in this new world would incur a larger penalty than if you took a gun right now and committed strong-armed robbery. I mean, that's what this bill says. I didn't know that. I did not know that, Christopher, but when I read this, I was wondering that. Like, that was the first thing that popped into my head when I saw the penalty here. was like, I wonder if, like, if you committed x crime if it would get less of a penalty than this yeah. it just seemed like there was no way it's just so extreme it's so, so. extreme the, this it's like at a minimum you're going to stay in jail for like twice as long as rape uh, as a rape charge wow. what in the world is wrong with these people i mean that mm. is a that is an absolutely perverse way to look at the world 
Mm. And, and, but you know what? Mm. The truth is, they'll manufacture stories about rape everywhere they go. We'll we'll throw every rape victim under the bus so that we can get score easy points on Kavanaugh. We will belittle mm. people's actual experience to lie about Brett Kavanaugh because we care so little about rape vi- victims and we care so much about the politics. These people hate gun owners so much and want this political victory so badly. I think that this is exactly right. I think that this makes sense. I think that you care more about sticking it in the eye of your political opposition than you do care about rape victims. And it's reflective in the penalties that you've that you have elocuted for this bill it's an absolutely disgusting morally reprehensible thing to do yeah it it seems to me here's the deal if you do any of those crimes right there's a massive problem and really the only the only way to fix that problem is retribution and punishment by the state that's the only thing that becomes acceptable you're talking about rape you have robbery or something like yes yeah if you have a weapon and it has done nothing but been in your possession. And there's a rule that says you have to inform the government about that. That's like loitering. It's right. It's like, it's like hey, get off that. It's like it's, it's exactly what it is. It's like, hey, get off that front porch. You know, go somewhere else. And if the other person goes, no, I won't do it. You know, well, it's gosh dang it. I hate I have to do this, but this is the law. And you can't be skateboarding out here, kid. You know, get in the back of the cop car. Right. Yeah. We'll but, drive you back and to I'm your not, parents' house and charge them 25 bucks. Right, exactly. If that is the deal here, like it, the punishment does not fit the crime. It does not. If you have something and it's in your position, regardless of if it's dangerous, right? And it's just sitting there and it's something that you've had four years before it was ever necessary for you to have a, a, a the government tell you that you could have it. it. It just doesn't, it just doesn't add up. But yeah, if you break the law here, um, and you own a firearm without a license, you're looking at $75,000 to $150,000 fine, no less than 15 years in prison, and a max of 25 years, right? Yeah. Um, you can get hit with both of them. Mandatory minimum, so you can be, by the way. You, right. you, you cowards and you hypocrites and you liars. I thought you didn't like that kind of thing in criminal procedure. Right. You're just, right. th- these people disgust me. Representative Jackson Lee, you disgust me. The the contempt that you hold your opposition in and the links that you will go to silence them and the lies that you will tell on the way there, that is, it is nearly, I would say it was subhuman if I didn't know how evil humans could be, but it is absolutely morally bereft and bankrupt to assign this penalty to not having a license, to own something that we are guaranteed to be able to own and that the right to own shall not be infringed. This is a, is a blight on the character of you and of everyone associated with this bill. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Let, let me read just a couple more. So I'll, I'll yeah. just give you the shorthand is I'm going to give you the min and max for different crimes, uh, both fines and prison time. So fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars in ten to fifteen years for loaning a firearm to someone who doesn't have a license, then thirty thousand to fifty thousand and five to ten years for loaning the a firearm to someone who does have a license, but you didn't notify the attorney general. So if you fail to tell Uncle Government that you let Hunter go to the range and shoot your rifle, that only is going to cost you 
$30,000 in five years of your life at a minimum, which is crazy. Um, right. Which is something that is easily done by here. Go for it. Yeah, exactly. No problem. Have a great day. Yeah. Or like, what if you walk back to your truck? I mean, right. Okay. So section four, um, let me just find this here to do. So, It should be unlawful, um, valid license issued, um, 18 years of age. So if you loan a, if you loan a firearm to someone who does hold a valid license, but isn't 21, that costs you five to 10 grand. So that's the easiest one by far because they still have a valid license. And then there is no, sorry. Am I, am I, these have confusing numberings. Sorry. I, I think so. It shall be unlawful for for a person to loan a firearm or ammunition to another person unless the person is notified oh, the attorney oh. general of the loan. You're right. I was that is that that's the five to ten grand. So the loan is um, five to ten grand. The one that we were just describing, the thirty to fifty thousand, is selling. Was to sell. So if you and don't then, notify them then, of the sell, so that one's. So let's then, be clear, because I did just misspeak there. The yeah. the if you loan them your weapon which is easy to do that would be five to ten grand not a big punishment if you sold them the weapon we which is less up. easy to do that would be the 30 to fifty thousand. so still heinous reprehensible but it's not quite as obscene as like the first one is um right to finally if you give uh a firearm to an individual who is not 18 years of age the fine is seventy five thousand to a hundred thousand dollars 15 to 25 years in prison. And if the person that you transfer the firearm uses it in a crime or unintentionally shoots someone or commits suicide with it, you're fined a hundred thousand to $150,000, 25 years in prison and not more than 40 years, and, and uh, to, which is the harshest punishment here. To be clear, um, this is, ahead. this is someone, this is an 18 year old who it says owns a license, which is internally incongruent with the restrictions for a license. But if you read it, it says it shall be unlawful for a person holding a valid license to transfer a firearm to an individual who has not attained 18 years of age. So I guess they're saying that, that you have a valid license anyway and you loan yes. the gun or give a gun to an 18-year-old. It, it's it's wild. It's wild, first of all, that an 18-year-old can't defend themselves. Um, and I'm not saying that all 18-year-olds make good decisions. Lots of them don't. But just as a, a blanket rule, it's wild to state that. And then the the penalties here are just blistering, blistering. I mean, if mm. if an eighteen year old gets a hold of your gun, and they commit a crime with it, or even just kill themselves with it, you could be looking at forty years in the slammer. I mean, that is nutty. Right. It's quite something to you know um, have a father, you know, be convicted under this law because he gave the gun to someone by having the gun in his house yeah the 18 year old killed himself which is an incredible tragedy and then to make it even worse by imposing a hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine on the family and removing the removing like one of the uh parental incomes from the family for for 40 years i mean it's just it's it's just insult to injury at that point and i don't i mean I don't know if people will use it that way, but the flexibility to use it that way is is in this law yeah. um, as it's written right now. And it just depends on 
how the judge is feeling that day or what the precedent is for this or wherever we're at currently. And you very um, rarely give the government power that they don't use. In fact, most of the time they exercise power that they don't I have. Don't know, Chris. The, I the last know, penalty Chris. is if you if you don't have an insurance policy? Yeah, if you don't have an insurance policy but you own Teacher? a weapon? Yes. Teacher? If you didn't pay the how tax, get... Hunter. <laughs> no, teacher, teacher. How did I get a license? If I don't have the insurance policy. Look, Hunter, Jackson Lee Teacher? thinks that an AR-15 weighs as much as 10 moving boxes, okay? <laughs> Cut her Teacher? some slack. Okay. But if you, don't ha- if you don't have the insurance policy brackets, because it says pursuant to the section above where you learn that it's just a tax, um, then you'll be fined fifty to to $100,000 and imprisoned not less than 10 years, not more than 20. Okay, if you don't pay tax right now, the IRS just charges you interest. It's insane. The, but this, it's if you insane. don't pay this $800 when the government tells you to, you don't make it right by paying back double, 1600 No, you get no. it. You, you, you pay the state back with 10 years of your life at a minimum. This, this is disgusting. Yeah. So, I, agree. I know we can go long in the tooth, man. I've got I, this. This law is so disturbing, and it, th- this is why mm. I said at the beginning of the show: this is exactly the type of thing that that we will we will have civil unrest over. And I'm not encouraging that. I'm not looking forward to that. Also, say when, but but I'm not. Hoping that that is the goal. I hope that this gets defeated by saner people and calmer minds in the house. But yeah. man, this is a this is a absolutely disgusting bill. It casts in no unclear terms what you think of your ideological and political opposition. It shows the contempt that you have for actual victims because everything that they say in this in this bill, except for the idea that someone would be involved in a uh, unintentional or intentional shooting is a totally victimless crime and the punishments are so blistering they're worse than rape they're worse than um, certain degrees of murder like manslaughter they're worse than mm. they're worse than strong armed robbery I mean there, there's no equivocal crime that is victimless that carries penalties like this and it's because you don't care about victims. You just care about winning. It's a completely disgusting bill. And we wanted to go through it all so that you would understand what was in it. Hopefully this another comes to fruition. But this is exactly the type of thing that will bring about the shocking conclusion to the United States of America. I mean, this is mm. absolutely the type of fire that we were suggesting not be played with back when we talked about uh, the Capitol riots. So uh, we thought it was important mm. for you guys to know. Here's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to call my state reps office and I'm going to tell them how vehemently opposed I am to HR 127 in no uncertain terms. I'm going to tell them some of the things we talked about on the show about what the penalties say about actual victims and how we feel as a country about victims, how we feel as a country about gun owners, how this violates the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment all in one go, and how it is unacceptable for them to be my elected representative and allow our Constitution to be dealt with so forcefully and incongruently as this bill is attempting to do. I'm going to do that tomorrow morning. 
That would be February 10th. And I'm encouraging you to do the same exact thing. I don't usually get involved. I don't usually kowtow with the representatives. I don't usually powwow with my senators. This is a horribly, horribly dangerous bill. And we need to make our voices actually heard this time. We don't always, you know, we keep our powder dry here on the right very often. This is a time figuratively to load and fire. This is a time to get pick up the phone when normally you wouldn't. Mm. I, I I think that's a good good decision, Chris. Um, you know, this is this is why it was so critical for Donald Trump to control what he said and and not overstate his case. And if you're tired of hearing us say that, I'm sorry, this is not the show for you then. <laughs> You know, like I, I, you know, to to be a little blunt about it, I hope you stay. I hope you listen. I hope you enjoy it. But, you know, this is this is not about um, kissing up to the Republicans or anything like that. Um, When we when we were not careful with the statements we made surrounding the election, when we did not say that it was a free and fair election, regardless of what we have to say about um, mail and voting, things like that. It shifted the balance of power in the Senate, undoubtedly, right? And that has caused bills like this to have a chance of getting passed in Congress. And it's important now more than ever to stand for principles, um, to push back against things like this, to make the representatives that are there that have the power to get something like this through um, scared about doing so, concerned about doing so, and realize that not that there are consequences, but it's un-American and that it goes against some of our founding uh, creeds. And also that it doesn't achieve anything but punishing the people who are good, noble citizens. Um, the number one person not to commit a crime or an armed robbery or anything involved with a gun is a concealed weapons permit carrier, right? And they are they are the cleanest people because they have the most to lose. The government takes their That's fingerprints right. when they ask for that privilege, right? That's right. And so you've got to you've got to understand some of this that you know this is punishing not necessarily the best actors, but the people who are doing literally nothing wrong at this moment, who are not doing anything yeah. illegal with their firearms and asking them to bear the cost of that for the entire statistically citizenry. safer, uh, statistically commit less crimes than, than cops. Right. So I, I say all that to say is, um, you know, once again, as we like to say on this show, pay attention. Um, Focus on the stuff. You can get alerts from this bill. I'm signed up to get them because I'm curious to see where this bill goes. I hope it fades away. I hope this is more than they can do. And I hope um, we, we don't see this make it any further than it is right now. But um, with a completely democratically controlled uh, Congress and executive branch, this is the right time for something like this to make its way through. Yeah. Um, so do your part there, in all of this. The chances have never been and, better. Uh, and here's the thing, Hunter. Yeah, losing the Senate has a lot to do with why this is happening now. This has been right. this has been the play for a long time. This has been the play it for a long has. time, and th- it's not right. it's not so much causal, but now they see an opening and they're going to strike. It, exactly, and this is their strike. Exactly, and and yeah, we you don't have to show the opponent your belly. Yeah, 
you know, you, you can stay up and keep your it's keep your stance wide. Ain't that the truth? Know? Well, man, mm. this is it's it's a disgusting piece of legislation. I hope that you all encourage your representatives um, with as much polite language as you feel like, and no more than however you're feeling at that specific moment about this bill. I'll make an agreement to you that I'm going to do it tomorrow morning, and I hope that you join me in doing that. Um, and hopefully, stuff something like this never comes to fruition. That's my sincerest hope. So, yeah. Anyhow, absolutely. That's been the show. I, I know that one's a little bit long and a little bit a little bit technical. I hope you guys got your lowdown. I don't think anywhere on the internet has done a more holistic breakdown of this bill than carpooling. So if your friends have questions about it, you know where to send them. Um, and while you're sending them here, send them to carpooling.com uh, where they can find links to all of our shows, all of the podcatchers we're on, all of the uh, contact information we have, all of our email. I'm at uh, Chris X Carl, Hunters at Emotional Carl on the socials, shows at Carl Pooling or on Facebook at Carl Pooling Podcast. Email us carlpooling at gmail.com. Don't forget to go to carlpooling.com slash FNX. Use checkout code Carl Pooling for that 15% off your dietary supplements. And like us and rate us and review us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're at. iTunes is the best. Hunter, anything else? Um. Get tested. Twice in a row, son of a gun. Oh, 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 oh,